Hey, everybody, Kyle jumping in at the start of this episode. I had an amazing time talking with Robin Valentine, a tired witch. Robin is so freaking cool. She's super, super welcome back to the show. I cannot wait to have her back on. I do want to give you guys a couple heads up of programming changes and things around the network. So pardon me just a little bit off the top here. I'll try to keep it under two minutes. Big news. Pagan and I are continuing our work with Chaos and Shadow, Pagan's Witchy Corner, Witchy Wednesdays, and Say on Saturdays. If you're not familiar with these four things we do every week, make sure to go over to revelatornetwork.com and check them out. Say on Saturday, we meet on Twitch every Saturday, get practical with our tools. Witchy Wednesdays are changing up in a really big way. They are uh, linked to our Cyber Coven, which is part of our brand new coffee website. So if you go to ko-fi.com forward slash Kyle Paranormal, that is our new home of the membership program. We were over on Wix for such a long time, but the time came. We're ready to move. This place is great, and it offers us so many more features. We've got a lot of our community already over there, so please come join us. You can get access to tarot reads, uh, our digital archive of all the streams that we've done. We have a digital grimoire for the Cyber Coven. That's becoming real big. And I, there's just so many little things to talk to you about. But basically, the Cyber Coven is something you can officially join at the $5 tier. And I would love, love, love to have you. We're going to keep meeting on our Wednesdays. But I do want to give a big chaos and shadow programming note. This is the, the kind of big one before we go. Pagan and I, still working together all the time, we are divvying up our efforts in our weekly layout. We've been um, doing two shows on Monday and then Wednesday and Saturday. Pagan is going to be taking on Pagan's Witchy Corner as her full-time endeavor, and I will be leading Chaos and Shadow as my full-time endeavor, with them us linking together on Wednesdays and Saturdays for the uh, live shows. What's happening with Chaos and Shadow is that amazing guests that you love from the past are coming by to do round uh, Robin-style guest hosting. So it could be something like every first Monday of the month could be our friend Alex. Every second to, uh, Monday of the month might be our friend Alex. So these are people that you already kind of have in, in your mind, people that you know and love from our streams, from our podcasts, seances, all the above. They're going to be coming back around. They're going to be joining me regularly. We're getting some things ironed out. So expect this to like really take off in July. But as for June, we're going to be working hard on the house. We've got Storm Fairy Wolf coming by to talk Pride, to talk Star Trek, all that good stuff. But I don't want to waste too much of your time off the top. I know you're here to listen to Robin, to listen to Tired, uh, Tired Witch. So make sure you get into this episode go full in. I seriously love Robin's tarot deck. You are going to hear me talk about this forever, but uh, it's just fantastical. Magical tarot. Go check that out. Go check her book out. Wonderful. And uh, I look forward to having Robin back. See you after the break. Boop. Hello, everybody. You are listening to the Chaos and Shadow podcast. My name is Kyle, and I am without a co-host this week. Pagan is not feeling well. She is recovering. She's without a voice. So send all the love you can to Pagan out there. I am sitting down with the amazing Robin Valentine, a tired <laughs> witch who put together the fantastical, magical tarot book and deck. You've probably heard me rave and ran about it on the show before. I love it so much. Robin, welcome to this show. So glad to have you. How are you today? Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm very good. Um, I don't know if I'm wonderful, uh, like you said, but I, I will try to live up to that title tonight. <laughs> uh, already done. And it's, isn't there something like it's the podcast host like role or something like that? We get to just ascribe and say you're wonderful. So that's how Thank it works. You. I you get it. it and you wear that badge with honor. <laughs> so robin i thought we could use this chance this is the first time you and i are getting to sit down to tell our audience out here um a little bit about just everything you do because you are a personality in the paranormal as i kind of set you up with Ugh. you've done the the book and i know it's yeah what we i are. do everything we do it's so crazy i think about it a lot like people ask me what i do a lot and i like have to start like <laughs> get out the scroll <laughs> to, to say all the things I yes. do. <laughs> um, well, obviously I wrote Magical Tarot, which I'm incredibly proud of. Um, and I am the co-host of my own podcast called Coffee and Cauldrons with the beautiful Maria of Maria and the Arcane. Um, I run a blog and a shop called Tired Witch. Uh, I am the tired witch. She is me. I am she. <laughs> uh, what else do I do? Oh, we have a Patreon that goes with it that has like a monthly box and spells and tutorials and special part twos to the podcast and 
<sighs> yeah, I do too much. I'm on YouTube. I'm on socials, everything. I do too much. <laughs> you inspire me as well. Let's throw that oh, on you. the list of, of things. Inspiration, because... I feel it like we're in you and I run in that similar lane of like creating mm-hmm. v- various content. And that's why I like following what you're doing over on, on TikTok. So many videos and just thoughts out there um, that I resonate with on uh, just that level. Oh, that- God, I cannot believe you just I like it literally took me a full second to process the TikTok. <laughs> TikTok's like my least organized app. <laughs> <laughs> but but when I see him like 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 I follow on Instagram, right? It's uh, no, it's good. It's all good. Like I I I um I appreciate that you enjoy my TikTok content, but it's so disorganized. What even is organization? I will, like, forget, I'll forget TikTok exists for like six to eight weeks, and then I'll come back and I'm like, oh right. I've got this thing. <laughs> I never know what to do with that mood. Like, I, 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 do you feel like a guilt when that happens or do you roll with it? I'm trying to get better with rolling, but I like it in this little silo of like, oh, what are we going to do? I haven't touched it. In I mean, six I weeks. do. I do what I don't when mm-hmm. it comes to guilt. Honestly, I don't when it comes to TikTok because just in full transparency, I do not take that app seriously. I want to, like, I want to take it seriously. I think it's so fun to consume the content Uh on there. I'm a big TikTok consumer. (laughs) Um, I really enjoy, you know, watching videos. It's just like, oh, I got to brush my hair (laughs) for what? For this, for a 15 second clip. (laughs) And I just, I struggle with that motivation. I I don't I thought about that the other day. I was like, if, so I've just gotten down to the habit of doing some really quick tarot pulls over there because it's something, right? I'm using that as the tackleable yeah. effect. I'm like, I can check this box, and I love doing tarot, and it gets me into a good habit to do. But like mm-hmm. you said, recording even a one minute, I keep them under sixty seconds, and I still struggle just to record that sixty. It's just, uh, I just don't think it's my like. I wasn't made to be a TikToker. I I love it as a concept so much. I want to be a TikToker. Listen, the teens are out here and they look great. All right. They look amazing. I want to be looking amazing on a short format video. I'm not going to pretend like I don't. I do. <laughs> but it. I just don't think I, I'm built for it in a sustainable way. <laughs> <sighs> that is honestly it. there's a bit of that grappling um sort of with age thing on my part too i'm like well i just turned 30 and i'm like this isn't really my app i've never been that big into short format stuff but i'm like it is cute yeah. it's cute that you can just pick it up and do that but yeah it's it's um it maybe it's not to- it's not something i think i'm ever gonna get good at <laughs> Yeah, not not before I'm eclipsed by all the other, uh, like you said, all the other teens that are out there just doing their thing. And they should. That's their time to thrive. Do it. Run. But it like also speaks to kind of the burnout angle of being a paranormal person when you're trying or just any content person. You're trying to make things Mm -hmm. that fit all the platforms turns into a real like hamster wheel thing, I think. Yeah, it's just... Listen, I make content because I enjoy making content. Mm -hmm. I enjoy putting stuff out there for people. And, you know, if you had asked me, I don't know, like five years ago, six years ago when I started, I would have been like, "Mm, the algorithm, like what an interesting thing. I'm going to figure out the algorithm and feed the algorithm beast. And now I don't care. I just make the stuff. You either like it, you don't like it. You know what I mean? And sometimes stuff people just don't vibe with. And at first, like, like Instagram, especially because that's my biggest mm-hmm. platform, they changed their algorithm in a pretty major way about six months to a year ago. And at first it really upset me because like people just weren't seeing my stuff. And then now I'm just like, eh, whoever's going to see it's going to see it. <laughs> it. It's honestly like the, I think one of the ways I pacify my mind when I get down that rabbit hole, because I, I start to, 
every once in a while get that anxiety back. You know, you like you said, you mm-hmm. you look at a number and you see, oh, well, it's not doing so well. And I ask myself, well, what could we do better? Can we tweak it? Can we get the timing right? Can we do this that the thing's going to mm-hmm. want better? But that stops being the real genuine content at that stage. You start massively. Yeah, yeah. you're just plugging in shapes and colors where it seems correct. And I don't know what you get yeah, as a result. It, it really kind of removes yourself from that sort of genuine content creating you know what i mean and i don't know it took there there was a short little window there where i got really like overwhelmed that's what i would describe it as is overwhelmed with like the algorithm and trying to keep up with it and you know feeding all these different social media platforms and i got super overwhelmed with it and i took a big break like well i say big break i'm chronically online so um when i say big break i mean like i think it was like two weeks i took off and i like got an app that would like auto post stuff for me so i didn't have to think about it and then i just came back and i'm like why am i doing this like (laughs) why am i doing this i got into this because i wanted to make content for people because it made me happy and it's something that i was passionate and believed in and i'm like and now i'm doing what chasing an extra hundred likes like no, this is not for me. <laughs> oh, that's such a good call out. That like chasing is probably maybe the bane and destruction of our humanity in the future. I don't know. But like us just constantly going for that is so bad. I feel mm-hmm. as, you know, and whatever, like I said, I'm a 30 year old now. I've watched a ton of YouTubers go through their cycles of creation mm-hmm. burnout. And even those that have tried to come back and do it all again and it's hmm, just to see another creators it's so we need to talk about it to keep each other Mm -hmm. feeling well and good because yeah yeah and i think i mean obviously i'm not a creator in any other format of the world (laughs) um but i can say at least in our little community i also get really big burnout because i feel like i'm under this massive microscope and i never even asked to be under the microscope i just wanted to make some content and make people happy and i mean i've been really privileged fortunate that it has taken off and people like my stuff and it makes me happy i can do that for people but simultaneously it puts me under this this microscope you know and i just i don't know I, I, that, that's always my bigger burnout is like the constant, like picking apart everything I do. And I'm just like, you're putting words in my mouth. This is super not fair. (laughs) I'm assuming you get a ton of that because you are outspoken in the best ways on strong and passionate issues. I try to be. (laughs) And can we just say as any female presenting like creator out there just with the massive amounts of disrespect and hate that goes along with that is yeah this time right now immense so i it's i can't imagine what that's like being put under that like extra spotlight like you're saying that magnifying glass and being asked and and critiqued in that way it's just it's just every single thing i do like some of it's funny like Uh we can lighten it up but some of it's funny like um, I am a plus size person. I've always been a plus size person. I am mixed race and I am just not a like twiggy little white girl. Wish I was. I really wish I was, <laughs> but I'm not. And I remember once I was in an Ulta and there were these two people. They were younger. They ran into me and they whispered. One of them whispers the other one. They go, is that tired witch? And I was with my mom. And I was like, oh, God, here we go. This is the first time I'd ever been spotted in public. And so I was like super anxious, right? Yeah. And the one leans to her and goes, yeah, she's fatter in real life. (gasps) I lost my mind. It was so funny. Oh, my God. (laughs) For like the next three weeks, anything I did, because I was with my mom who heard it also, for the next three weeks, she was just like, oh, she's fatter in real life. (laughs) (laughs) Mom. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Jeez, people. So funny, right? Like people, that's funny. hilarious. That <laughs> people just don't know what to say, when to say, how to say it. It's <sighs> insane. So funny. I, and like the thing is I am perfectly comfortable with my body and like I don't hide it. I don't alter my body in any capacity on social media. So if I presented 
maybe smaller than I am, it wasn't intentional. And so it cracked me up. It was so funny to me. I was just like, sure, why not? Oh, <laughs> see, and that, that, that's a, that is a fascinating first like encounter experience too. Like you're saying, that's the first time you got met out in public like that is like, oh, or seen spotted. Oh my God. <laughs> chat's like robin you so are stunning funny it was so funny uh, like i will i've never forgot that i never will forget that i bring it up at any opportunity i can <laughs> i am so glad you shared it with us that <laughs> She's oh my god i'm so glad your mom ran with that joke too that is such a mom oh yeah joke and to she do. hasn't dropped it either like it's been three years now since that happened because this is right before the pandemic started oh <laughs> Mom's still running so with it. So funny. So that brings up a good question. You've been doing this, you said, since pre-pandemic. I, I got into like the paranormal space um, in the, sort of when the pandemic started. I had been content creating before that. But when did you kind of, maybe we can tackle this in two different ways, but to talk a little bit about your magical side and then how that turned into a craft that you present online side. Well, I've been practicing some variation of witchcraft since I was an early teen. Um, it's something that has just been a really huge part of my life since as far as I can logistically remember. Of course, I've got like younger memories, but it's just been a huge encompassing part of my life. And while I've only been a content creator since 2017, um, I have been a content consumer of this since the live journal days, <laughs> which people are so critical of TikTok. And I'm like, did y'all just forget about the werewolves on live journal? Like <laughs> people, you know, I'm 33 and people of my generation are like, oh, those TikTok teens. And I'm like, did y'all just forget when you were that age that you were doing the werewolf wars? <laughs> Because I didn't forget. <laughs> That's a great reminder. <laughs> like, you know, it, it is what it is. And people are just, they're too critical. And then because they, I think they look through this lens of, you know, well, this is where I am now. And they forget that 20 years ago, when they first started, that, you know, they also maybe did some fantastical things on, on the internet. So, yeah, I've... I've been a consumer of this since I was a teenager um, on social media. And I remember the MySpace witch groups, everything. <sighs> and when I tell you, it was dark times, dark times on the internet. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a different Yeah, world. I've been doing this since 2017, I think, maybe 2018. I don't remember um, exactly, but it's it's been a minute. <laughs> I I uh, I resonate with all of that so much from the 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 <laughs> groups back on MySpace. I wasn't a live journal person, so I'm I'm. But a lot of our guests have brought similar concepts up, so you're not alone. I don't know what I missed. I'm just a little younger than you, but the live journal live journal was pretty much exactly what it sounds like. It was a journal that was you posted on the internet. Mm -hmm. This is remember the days of the forums and yeah. stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, it was bad. Um, some people used it as just like a personal diary. This is like before <sighs> blogging was really a thing. Mm. This was like blogging before blogging. Gotcha. And I, see. I mean, I myself included put some stuff on my live journal that I have read now as an adult. Um, and, uh, <laughs> yeah. rough goings out there. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> if you think i can't spell now you should see 15 year old me <laughs> i did stumble across some like old text files sort of save stuff from back in high school and i'm like oh my god well, so angsty thank goodness they've also created grammarly or other you know checking programs to fix god my bless, bad writing god bless <laughs> grammarly okay in the most serious of ways like Whoever invented Grammarly, I would like to kiss them consensually, of course, but kiss them right on the lips. <laughs> I remember thinking, I'll never pay for this program to help me like proofread my stuff. Why would I ever do it? And then when I started being serious in content creating and actually putting out blogs, I was like, I'm upgrading. No, no doubt. And I'm like, oh, yep. God, I couldn't even go back. I don't think like this is just I, I don't. 
I don't want to even think about a time before <laughs> Grammarly. <laughs> bye bye, live journal days. You didn't have Grammarly. But explains all of our typos and my, my MySpace days were pretty angsty there. That's, I think, I'm guessing that's yeah. where I missed that, or at least that's where I dumped my journaling was, you Did know, you straight have a to the name? I I remember going all out, doing the whole thing, customizing everything you could with MySpace, down even oh, the cursor I, I animation. Oh yeah, that was my probably my very first uh, thing because of Photo Bucket. Do you remember Photo Bucket where we had to upload? I got into my Photo Bucket <laughs> like three months ago because <gasps> I had a conversation with somebody else about oh, this. Gosh. And when I tell you <gasps> that is the darkest parts of the internet. <laughs> <laughs> so bad i'm like there's so many parts of it that i'm like what what was going on here there was some context here that i do not presently recall that perhaps i should (laughs) i seem to remember almost scrap booking the internet into there similar to like how you would cut out from a magazine i would just like oh yeah oh i need to post a picture of this to my my space otherwise people aren't gonna know i like Mountain Dew or whatever horrible drink it was yeah. at the time when it was killing us. Mountain Dew Code Red. Um, yeah. Gotta slap it up there. And your favorite top songs <laughs> and, and top friends. Gotta rank your friends. Oof. See, I was a mall goth in high school. I think I've talked about this a lot on social media because I think the mall goths are heavily underrepresented. Um, I was a mall goth in high school and I had a folder on my computer on my Dell, my 19, like 1998 Dell. Right. And, um, I had a folder dedicated to him, the band, Uh if you're uh, familiar and I would just save every photo (gasps) I could possibly find on the internet of the, 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 anything even remotely, involving that band and uh yeah so embarrassing like (laughs) well yeah i'm gonna throw myself right on that with you to say i totally had one of those files mine was for angels and airwaves still love that band to this day and every photo i was like this is just so inspiring to me and i just save it all like why did i need them and it was like it was like my dragon horde i was like yeah i have fifteen thousand hymn photos yes why what was i gonna do with them couldn't tell you well not tell you just in case like the internet went down or something you have them robin's i have them for future In case I ever forget what they look like, I have got a gigabyte wow. of, of tiny little photos <laughs> that I've saved from Live Journal. That's the best part. They're all like solo res sort of stuff these They're days. They're literally like 400 by 600 <gasps> pixels, and you're just like squinting in, looking at it, like, yeah, all oh. right, I can definitely see them there on that stage. <laughs> I love this. This is the perfect reminiscing for me. I'm just like my, my life. <laughs> I didn't have much um, exposure to like witchcraft or the paranormal around that time in my life either. Like this, this kind of like middle years was when I sort of like had the, the, the want to start doing it. And I had this a little initial start to want to podcast too, mm-hmm. but they kind of sat at that stage for a while. And I don't know, it's just been like these last couple of years reconnecting with friends in the community, uh, all mm-hmm. these sort of life hobbies come around. I'm like, wow, no wonder why we're into the same stuff. <laughs> we were doing the same thing I, separately. Um, I can't relate. I was very into paranormal <laughs> stuff as a teenager. My parents um are very into paranormal stuff um and so it was like you know when you're a kid you like watch shows together with your parents and stuff i did have a crush on one of the uh ghost hunters i am not gonna say who because if one of my friends is watching this she will make fun of me and i do not want to deal with that (laughs) um but yeah, I was super into all that stuff as a teenager. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that was my one time of bouncing away from it for a while. And I think it was during the great like Discovery Channel sort of ghost hunter days, maybe. Ta- mm-hmm. When Taps got really big, I was like, oh, 
okay, I'm doing other things now. But I kind of got raised on like that Buffy the Vampire Slayer trend of like charm oh, yeah. and all those shows. You know, that's what I watched yeah. with my parents together. I don't know why they were letting me watch that when I was younger. But I watched all that stuff. I watched all that stuff. I had a little tiny TV in my room yes. that I spot with babysitting money that had like the antenna. Oh, boy toppers back when you could like get you know antenna tvs or uh tv stations and i'm from the bay area the san francisco bay area and we had a local like public i don't know channel um i forget what it's called now i want to say it was like cron four but i feel like that was the news anyway (laughs) um at night i could watch buffy every single night on there and i would go to sleep watching buffy and charmed and all oh. that and i could probably recite every single episode now and x files as well i could recite every episode now because i went to sleep with it every night <laughs> that's the dream what <laughs> this channel yeah. sounds amazing so they were just broadcasting like paranormally related topics all the time like oh yeah oh yeah like oh it's I'll look it up later and I'll send you the TV station. But there was this TV station out of San Francisco that would play those kind of shows. And then there was also a Friday, Friday and Tuesday nights. They would play like D-rate horror films on there. So like Crimson Executioner, Bloody Pit of Horror was like, I was like, when that was on, I was like, sorry, guys, I'm not going out to hang out. I'm going to watch this man in a leotard kill all these French people. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm so jealous. I yeah. Chat's like, oh, my God, that's so cool. I didn't ever have a station like that. What? Yeah, they're saying that's my dream TV station right now. Yeah, I mean, I would I'll have to go find it. But it was like it was called like. I want to say it was like Cron 4 or something. Hold on, I'm going to... No, I'm you're fine. You're, you Google chatting. it. I'll, I'll just BS with people here because there's other comments. My dad and I would watch X-Files and go camping in the woods just to find aliens or Bigfoot, says what's her name. That is freaking cool, Jenny. I definitely... That is very cool. Uh, well, there was cre- coffee movie time. It was coffee. That was the channel. That was the channel. Um, coffee wasn't the... The movie time wasn't it like... When I oh. was a kid, it was like Creature Feature or something like that. But Coffee was the channel, K O F Y, and they had all those things on it. I'm glad. I'm glad I was able to Google that because it was going to bother me the rest of the time. <laughs> I'm glad you shared it. That's a, that's some really cool like history of like local area television stuff. And I mean, it makes me wonder. Uh, just the impact in your life seems very clear. Like you just said, you can yeah. recite all these episodes, and I love yeah. that. Uh, it's, yeah. <laughs> Stuff I wish we had more exposure to, like that sort of just paranormal thing. You know, we're dealing with the big pushback against the paranormal right yeah. now again. It's like if we had yeah, we're in a new satanic panic wave. Maybe it's because of shows like Buffy and Angel that. Mm, what am I trying to say? When I when we were growing up, because we're about the same age there, um, I just in my area didn't feel any kind of like shaming against the paranormal. It kind of just wasn't a topic really no one was going to go after you for having that interest but and i want to say maybe a little that deflection came from shows like buffy that had just recently been on the air and kind of wrapped i mean probably i know that there was in the 90s the big wicca boom yes you're right um which i think i mean i could be wrong um so don't quote me on this but i'm pretty sure that was a contributor to the birth of charmed um because i don't know if you remember the first season <laughs> here we go you do here's me Tell quoting me. the <laughs> scene one here's me quoting the show <laughs> um the first season they were wiccans and they had like wicca powers and like um the first episode actually uh there's an athame in the first episode and the police officer I'll never get this because it drives me crazy when he says it. He goes, an anthem And he says that, like, repeatedly throughout the episode. And as a child, obviously, I was just like, yeah, sure, why not? What's that? A pretty knife? Um, But now as an adult watching it back, I'm like, yeah, they should have had literally anybody tell them how to pronounce these words. (laughs) I'm guessing that I mean, and I don't need to make excuses for for people in these sort of situations. They have the time and the money and the resources. But I I guess it goes to show this is the other thing I feel like as a 90s baby. I forget how 
hard it was to get access to some of this just occult topic yeah. stuff that like we can That's right true. now i mean again i'm not making excuses for them they can do it they got the resources but wow it shocks me though like we're we grew up alongside the internet and i mm-hmm. often wonder what yeah. it would be like if we didn't because you know we, all these chances we're, we're on tiktok looking at which We'd videos be boomers. Yeah. We, we would be boomers you're describing a boomer. That. I don't want to be that. <laughs> no. I don't want to be a boomer now be or later. Either. I'm never <laughs> want to be that either. <laughs> we got enough and we're trying. There's so few of us trying to fix the ship as it is. So help us, everybody. <laughs> Get it back on track. <laughs> Which is kind of something I want to talk about just throughout the episode. Because you're someone I, I mentioned, you know, with TikTok and everything, you've been very outspoken on on topics. And I wanted to pick your brain about just how are you feeling with the world right now? We are seeing just <laughs> terrible stuff going through with abortion. I don't know if you saw the oh, yes. firefighter video today. Did you happen to catch that? Firefighter No, I did not see that. <clears throat> Let me do my best uh, quote, everybody, of this uh, New York firefighter who stands in front of uh, like a city hall area and and New York Uh fire departments on this investigating, whatever that means. But he goes, that's right, women. They're not your bodies. They're ours. And I'm going to get you pregnant. Have fun with my baby. To a crowd that's protesting. You're You're describing um grape my friend (laughs) yes exactly Uh, that's my thought too yikes um there i have there's a lot i'll send you a link this world yeah do there's just a lot going on um i have been incredibly outspoken on all social media i will forever be outspoken um because people are people and all people deserve rights um as long as they're not harming others that's it that's the end of discussion people should be allowed to live um (laughs) and i i don't even know like i've had a really hard time probably like the last month just or even more i guess you could say just really processing all this the last wave of the abortion laws i joined the satanic temple it is not personally an organization that i fully am in agreement with um but mm-hmm. there we have protection like religious protection in this country and it's the only thing that will protect me uh <laughs> if i needed an abortion and quite frankly uh like i'm in a position where i look back at you know my life and my choices and like i've had abortions before i had an abortion to save my life um <laughs> it was cuz that's the thing people forget when they yes. talk about uh abortion rights is that Part of abortion sometimes is just basic health care to keep the mother alive. Uh, it, it, and people like to remove that part of the conversation and they think of it as just like irresponsible. And it's like, mm, no, actually, several of them are wanted babies that unfortunately have to be terminated. And I think that I think that's a huge part of the conversation that people aren't necessarily willing to discuss. You know what I mean? And like the Louisiana uh, IVF and IUD thing, like (gasps) every day I wake up grateful to not live in Louisiana. (laughs) Um, Yeah, because that's just it's a lot. It, it really that is that is I mean it's all, all horrifying like because I mean, but t- what I hear a lot of it I mean this is the fight for body autonomy in my opinion yeah. like we're we're really deciding like who gets to say and that man I guess is right the one I just quoted like legally like I'm not of course I just to, for clarification's sake everyone I am abhorrently against everything he's saying legally he's right. probably can get I away mean, with it, what you said grape and run yeah, and, and they're the gonna direction, be like cool. the, it depends on what state he's in. Think about Texas, where they've got that law now that if you need to terminate a pregnancy, you can be charged with jail time. Mm -hmm. I know a few states have done things where if you have a miscarriage, you can be charged with jail time. And as somebody who has had multiple miscarriages myself, um, what the fuck? (laughs) Pardon my language. Uh, (laughs) You know what I mean? Sometimes these things are just genetic anomalies and we have no... You know what I mean? Like, it's not something we can prevent. It just happens. (laughs) I I cannot believe how, like, it's just disgusting how many 
stories have had to be shared in the past couple days. People sharing stories because they, you know, feel forced to speak up and like disclose things that feel like uncomfortable, you know, just feeling that urge to have to go out there. And so many stories like you're speaking to um, just body health and what's going on like that, like. Th- those abortions have to happen otherwise you're putting uh, the body in so many died. yeah i would have so died much risk. i would have 100 percent died um and it's i i've actually always been a really big advocate of speaking out about my own experiences when mm-hmm. it comes to things like women's health um because i do think as a society we have kind of squashed um people with uteruses <laughs> to feel shame like we can't talk about these sort of things Um, When in reality, almost every single person that has a uterus will tell you um, that they've had something, maybe not all these things, maybe not every experience, but one of these experiences they've, they've had, they've gone through. And as a society, we have squashed these people to keep it to themselves and to be quiet. And in reality, we should normalize these experiences. If it was normalized and it was something we were talking about, maybe these 900-year-old assholes in in politics would mind their own freaking business and realize that these are normal human experiences. Yeah, let's get the committee of ancient old white men together to yes. discuss uteruses that they haven't likely seen. And uh, quite frankly, ever. it's not just in my personal opinion, it's not just the white men. I think that the people over the age of 80, even people with uteruses mm. who have not had a functioning uterus in 30 years should not be contributing to the conversation. Like, You know, Reagan was in office the last time you had a period. Why are you? Why are you making rules about mo- like modern birth givers? Okay, I'm on board. I'll go that far. I will continue to. I'm. I'm. Yeah. I will. Con- that, you're absolutely right. Why? Why are quite they? Quite frankly, even even them being uh, somebody with a uterus, uh-huh. somebody who is going to go through these sort of health issues, etc. Simultaneously, if you are not living that experience and haven't lived that experience in three plus decades. It's a little out of touch, even if your heart's in the right place. And I do think that their heart's in the right place, most of them. Um, I do think that their heart's in the right place, and I'm not trying to knock that effort in any capacity. But simultaneously, I was a mental health counselor 15 years ago. Couldn't tell you the first thing that was on the first page of the DSM today. Could have 15 years ago. And it doesn't it doesn't mean that the, the experience I had was any less valid, but I am out of touch of that world now. <laughs> That is a point specific, like it just all throughout politics, I am strongly on board with like we we just defer way too much to to people that are beyond the age of being just the primary movers and shakers, the people living their mm-hmm. lives. Uh, these all of our decision makers are people who are in the twilight of their life, right? They're they're supposed yeah, to be and they should go and enjoy that retirement, baby. Does <laughs> it? Go somewhere, disconnect <laughs> go from the internet. You okay, can Gladys. just <laughs> <laughs> This is why we're having the conversation tonight, because everyone needs a very healthy time to just be like, what the fuck is happening? Why? And it's important. We are not alone. That's the most important thing. I wanted to call that out too what you mentioned a second ago is Making people feel silent, ashamed, um, like, you know, everything is their fault, blah, blah, blah. Siloing them is mm-hmm. all the intention because it's just get the squashing power. these people. It's squashing all yep. these people and their experiences that are real and they happen and they're normal. And I think that if as a community, we start talking about our experiences as that as though they are exactly that normal, um, they happen then it will be less of a taboo subject and it will be a regular part of conversation that one, people who are birth givers will feel more supported. Um, I know that, you know, when I was struggling to conceive and get pregnant and was miscarried, miscarrying a bunch, I kept thinking like that there was something wrong with me. And I ended up having to do so much research to find out that almost every single person with a uterus has a miscarriage in their life. Almost every single one. Now, they might not know about it because it's early enough on, but almost every single one. So why is this a taboo subject that we all feel so isolated around? Like, it's something that is really common and we should just normalize it and not criminalize something that is no different than having a freaking period. (laughs) Most of the time, of course. There are obviously much later term ones that are very different, but 
I I'm just I that, that makes the most sense and all I can think about is like what you know when people tune into the show they're like what are these people talking about and what is this how does this relate to the world of magic and everything and I always go it's about being a rebel it's about standing up against the 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 system that really is just trying to grind people down um mm -hmm. you said make them feel separate suppressed and isolated so we're here to try and like show people look you have friends the information you're sharing tonight is uh could change someone's life very quickly just hearing those just stats the simply hearing that you know miscarriage not uncommon in the slightest but i also think that part of being a magical person in and of itself is a political act. Um, now, some people, of course, don't fully take it to that sort of extent. Um, but when we look at it in a historical standpoint, like witches, pagans, whatever, were grouped up with all the outsiders, all the outcasts. You know, this is a very political act, even if you don't get super political about it by just existing. It's political to exist as a magical person. And I think that the best leaders in our community, and I'm not trying to like talk about me, I just mean in general, the best leaders in our community are the ones who are willing to recognize that and talk about it and normalize the fact that we're weird. We're fringe people. <laughs> um, and that existence in and of itself is a political act absolutely is it's uh pagan and i made the decision to put the pride logo on our show i think um just this last kind of fall we wanted to make big changes because we would get hate from like right-wing folks coming by like oh, i want to learn about of ghosts course. and i want to hear about ancient aliens and how you know all the brown people are wrong and um so we would just get a bunch of comments that were like what is this liberal garbage talking about vaccines? Oh I'm like, you know, if my I slap a pie insult, logo. <laughs> my favorite insult that they say is libtard. Oh. <laughs> so yeah. unoriginal. It's literally the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. First of all, like, let's combine a slur with, uh, you know, somebody's political leaning. Like, right. oh my gosh. It's so silly to me. I'm just, I don't know. Very unoriginal bunch. Three brain cells amongst all of them. <laughs> So agreed. Just rubbing them together and praying for the best. <laughs> and I, you know, I I hear I talk with people that you know, try and well, I got a lot of family like this, of course, from from my vicinity. I'm Pitt, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania area, so we got mm -hmm. a lot of even signs down the road that are things like promoting uh, a race war. I think one of them's like white pride, blah blah blah. I'm like. This isn't good. <laughs> this what? is gonna kill us. My grandmother just told me how sh afraid she is of a race war in our area, and I'm like, Grandma, you are like, and not to say like she's Man super racist, but you know, uh, I thought she was gonna be. She's always voted conservative. Not that she's a Trump person, but that scared the hell out of her with the whole Trump rise and like all this. Yeah. Mm. When the grandparents get scared, that's when like. <laughs> the I was actually reading a very interesting article. Um, actually, it was today or yesterday about how we're in the early stages of a civil war. We're just not willing to maybe address it. Um, but like things like the insurgent um, yeah. in, insurrection. No, that's insurrection. Insurgency's close though. That's also that's sending people in yeah, and doing all that. I'm like overthrow. really pretty, but I'm not very smart. You um, are anyway. Smart. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, with the insurrection and things like these, like uh, like radical um, different little pockets of uh, writing, mm -hmm. I guess you could say, like the alt right groups and the um, like QAnon people and the MAGA people, like these like really radical, just not necessarily rooted in reality type of peoples. Mm -hmm. um, I was reading about it and it was just basically like we're in the early stages of what will be a civil war, most likely. And I'm just like, I can't even imagine that. I that's I'm, I've always been a history guy. I went that way or I was going to go there for college, like go just deep in and go for that career path. But I got enough <laughs> to <laughs> I took all the civil war courses for Pennsylvania because it's our like state history and it's yeah not good yeah. like we did study it's that like lead up to it and all that and it is I see yeah. the similarities like you're saying it's it's interesting and scary it's very very scary um 
I don't know. It's all very, very, very interesting to me. And like, I'm married to somebody from Europe and Mm -hmm. Europe has a very different, in in general, in my experience, of course, has a very different um, kind of outlook on left and right leaning. Yeah. And it's very interesting to me because what most people would consider democratic or leftist is um, on a necessarily like kind of on a European scale is still quite on the right. Yeah. And I've always found that really fascinating having studied more mine was a, a european focus on that too and and so you know i'm speaking as an american to say i yeah i see that too we get that comparison a lot in academia mm-hmm. of we're placed as central lists at like minimum we're not on at the minimum left. yeah it's, it's very interesting isn't it I think so. I mean, I think after we've always been kind of an isolationist nation, um, our mm-hmm. leaders, not our culture, of course, we have tons yeah. of different cultures, but our mm-hmm. the leadership here has always wanted us out of other people's affairs. Um, and I think that's really created that we talk about an echo chamber. Our government is one. We just our government is a massive echo chamber. That's all they are. They just get paid off by lobbyists to jerk themselves off and say how great they are. And then they'll do things like, I'm going to cancel student loan debt. Oh. And then for two years straight, not do that and go, well, we can't do that. Meanwhile, the economy has not collapsed with nobody paying their student loan debt for the last three freaking years. I just, it's, 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 it's just insane to me. <laughs> I cannot get enough of that story. That one is one that's, I mean, personally affecting me. I'm like, please, what are we going to do? I don't want to have to get back on board with this. Cause I'm just, I'm not paying my student loans ever. They can pry that money out of my cold dead hands. It's not happening. Uh, it's not happening. Like you just keep accruing that interest. I will never pay it. <laughs> Amen. I'm so with you. That's what I tell people too. I'm like, this is something bigger than I can stress about. Like it is. I will never pay it. Like it, it's never going to happen. I've never paid it. It's been 10 years. Never paid a friggin' dime on it. Um, is not affecting my credit in any kind of way that what? is, um, okay. that is noteworthy because in every other aspect of my life, I pay my bills on time. I'm not in debt in any other way. Um, now granted, I don't have like an 800 credit score or something sure. like, you know, crazy like that, but I have a good enough credit score that I can get cars and I can rent and live my life normal. So I'm glad you're, you're, that is not a topic people really discuss a lot, or at least I don't hear it a lot. And that, that brings me some solidarity out there, some unity, because yeah, I, I struggled and I did pay mine back at times when I was like, oh, I really can't afford to do this and I should not have for any stretch. Well, I'm sorry, but this is my viewpoint on it. And I know a lot of people will disagree with me on this and I'm okay with that. (laughs) Um, Why at 18 years of age? I could not buy alcohol, but I could take on $100,000 of debt at 24% interest that I can never get rid of unless I pay it all. So I'm not responsible enough to buy wine, but I am responsible enough to take on a loan that is, first of all, the APR is psychotic on because I'm 18 years old and have no credit history and take on like literally six figures of debt uh, to what? Go to college to which I went to college and I'm still a witch on the internet. So <laughs> uh, the truth, I, it just, it's insane to me. Like the, the American debt system boggles my brain, like truly boggles. So I gave birth to a child last year and I was in a very fortunate position that I had good insurance. So I actually did not owe any money. Um, after giving birth, but I got a breakdown. You still get a like the bill, right? And it tells you that you don't owe any, you owe nothing, but like, here's what everything costs. (sighs) $50,000. It was literally like $47,639. I had no complications, mind you. Oh my God. Like who, who, what? And how are you supposed to give that kid a great, like a good life when you're bringing them in with that kind of debt? And they want us to not be able to get abortions. So imagine you're a low-income person who already is like, you know, I don't want to have this baby. 
oh, here's a huge amount of debt, an insane amount of debt, because maybe I would, I mean, I'm not trying to make assumptions for people's life, but I would assume that a contributing factor to why somebody maybe wouldn't want to keep a child is finances. So I'm just making the assumption that at least a percentage enough that is noteworthy, it's going to be a financial choice. And now you're going to give them a $50,000 bill and then be like, also, you have to pay for your kids' insurance now, for, or not even insurance, out of pocket now for the rest of their life. Um, otherwise, they, you know, might get freaking scarlet fever and die or something like that. <laughs> um, it just it makes no sense. It's, 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 it makes no sense. <laughs> it, it only it leaked. Well, the words recently that came out with the leak talked about what was it the. Um, a domestic supply chain of of infants or some word that they use disgusting like that to like yeah. say that we needed more baby figures you know no more figures on the paper and i'm like this really does show you do not care i mean clearly with the health care cutting and making that inaccessible for people and obviously everything we've just said about of the abortion topic and but you're just making like a nation of babies that are going to unfortunately die i mean a lot of them are gonna be dire straits i just i think it's psycho and i think it's psychotic that in a country that has one of the worst infant mortality rates in the world we are now going to force people to continue to give birth like uh, it just doesn't make sense to me like where I don't know where's our money going to that we like I don't know that we have to have this conversation to begin with it's just scary to me and makes me very scared for lots and lots of people out there with uteruses that now are going to be a freaking Margaret Margaret Atwood novel <laughs> it's all the more important to have the conversations to to have the topics and bring it up to people so like i i mean i i told rob and everyone right off the bat it's like we're gonna get feisty tonight and be talking about (laughs) i told them that too it's i was like there's just no way i I resonate with rob and stuff when the world's crazy right now Uh uh-huh um i want to remind folks out there because we are getting close to the top of the hour that robin's got the amazing magical tarot out there that you can go buy you can get the magical tarot book and like i've got here i got them in a bundle yeah, it's so cute. I love the bundles so much. Can we talk a little bit, getting kind of back around to all of this of continuing our practice? Can you tell us what this yeah. was like to create this? Because we, the the book came out first, and then the cards came yeah. out later. I got them as a bundle, yeah. so I kind of forget. I have that right. Though. Yeah. Yeah, the book came out first. The bundle came out like seven months later, six months that later. That sounds right. Um, I actually had very little to do with the bundle outside of writing the book and picking the amazing and beautiful Stasia Burrington to do the artwork. Um, she's so talented. You, everyone should love her. She's just great. Um, yeah. Uh, so the book took me like four months to write. Um, and like, you know, I've talked about this with other people in many, many times for many, many Words are Words, hard. I hard. have talked to people <laughs> about this many times, which is that magical tarot, each component of it uh, is nothing new. Uh, if you are familiar with like the work of A.E. Waite and the original like pictorial tarot that went with the original Rider Waite Smith, like you're probably not going to see anything too new when it comes to the like symbolism within the deck. And things like connecting the dots with like lunar day, lunar phases and days of the week, et cetera, or even meanings in terms of like the spells. I think most people probably could have figured that out if they are really big into pictorial um, symbolism and esoteric symbolism within the tarot. But I think a lot of this information is old. Like A.E. Waite was in the turn of the last century and I love his work, but I also think that the average, you know, 25 year old who's trying to get into this is probably not going to know no. <laughs> uh, necessarily uh, where to find that. And so the my goal behind it was to get people just kind of thinking and hopefully stepping them off to do further reading on that so, sort of subject. <laughs> 
I mean, I think that's just an important part of it all. The the whole product here, like top to bottom, is something really approachable. Like you're trying to, you know, hit that Thank that you. younger group, like you're saying, and uh, yeah, it appeals. I just wanted to introduce people into something in a way that felt user friendly, maybe to them. Yeah. Um, that maybe the original, you know, tarot books, um, maybe feel a little overwhelming with. <laughs> I told chat right before we got on, I said, um, when I reopened your book today and, and I was just leafing through it with them, I said, this reminds me of one. This is just a random throwback to my childhood. I'm like, I had a great little Pokemon guidebook as a kid that I loved with all my heart. And when I, <laughs> I opened this, which one you're talking you do. About. <laughs> <laughs> it gave me all the nostalgia vibes when I opened your book today. I was like, oh, my God, I feel it in my hands. <laughs> I'm so glad That's you knew so that. That's so funny. So anyway, we just love it. It's adorable. It's gorgeous. And it's Thank got... You. Oh, I'm I had a compliment. I really like that you have yes or no's in here for questions. Uh, that's yeah. one I don't see very often in books. Maybe I'm looking in the wrong spots, but... Uh, no, I think it was, it's not found, at least not in many books. It's definitely in books. Um, as well as reversals. I feel like those things are things that maybe don't get touched on enough. And they should. Um, I don't know. I just feel like if you can write an entire tarot book, you can literally add one extra line for reversals and yes, no. I love <laughs> like, it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think it's, I don't think that that's very revolutionary and I don't know why more books don't include that. <laughs> I'm I'm with you. I, I really <laughs> see the value in, in how you have it laid out. And I, I think um, well, some thank of our you. chat saying that some of those deck books for sure can be way too heavy for newbies. And yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. I just wanted to make it something that is beyond maybe like the little booklets that you get with tarot or even like the really superficial intro tarot books that will hopefully get the person thinking a little bit deeper but simultaneously not putting them in a position where it's super overwhelming yeah. do you know what i'm saying that's a hard spot to get to like and i'm, I'm someone yeah. that's um i guess i'm somewhere along the path of like probably being in the position of one of those people you're talking about because i only started doing tarot myself uh 2019 maybe maybe 20 okay. get closer to 2020 so i have only been at it for maybe two and a half years so i'm in that stage mm -hmm. where i only recently six months to a year ago got my first little intro book uh taking mm -hmm. me beyond the guidebooks beyond the more right. basic and so i think like you're saying this sets up those next stages really well and yeah. i'm at that point where i want to go beyond like here's what wands mean uh, great but here's some of the symbology great now i want to do next and go deeper yeah yeah and i i do think it is such an underrated tool in terms of magic as well um you know i i know i talk about it in the book but you have so much symbolism in each tarot card so much that why can't you utilize that information for magic spells like a wand for example is a wand in and like a like an actual wand that you hold in life is it, it it isn't the wand itself necessarily that holds the power it's the symbolism it's you etc why can we not then go and reapply that to a tarot card it's so full of symbolism <laughs> utilize it it's there and most people have a rider weight smith deck laying around even on accident and it's right there <laughs> You're so true. I mean, you can, and that's the exciting part of tarot uh, as a journey for me and why I think, uh, well, everyone, I'm, I'm going to give you a full on sales plug. This is why you need to add Robin's book to your, your <laughs> list that really uncovering it as again, to your journey for me, I've seen myself have those revelations where I read it, I hear, oh, um, maybe the, this color on the gown has this importance to it. And it just gets in the back of your brain. And then you start pulling mm -hmm. cards later. You're like, I don't know what this means, but I do remember the symbology of this plus that yeah oh the exactly. card does make sense to me i do know what this yes, means without needing exactly if you have that foundation learning tarot is a breeze <sighs> like so you just need the foundation and then it's the 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 cards both upright and reverse easy it's like it's a breeze <laughs>
well, you're doing good work getting that news out there and like spreading this because, yeah, there's other types that are harder. So this is a great way to go about getting in and chat. I hope you have loved our conver- my conversation with Robin tonight as much as I have, because this has gone by in an instant. And <laughs> yeah, it really has. <laughs> I would obviously love to pick your brain more. So the, we need to set up a time later. I don't know when you're, you're free next, what your schedule is going to look like, but we'll we'll set a time. We can get back together, chit chat some more. I'd like to hear too, um, if you have any projects you're working on right now, Robin, let our audience know what they should keep their eyes I open for. I have a few projects oh. in the works, but I cannot cannot speak them into existence yet but i have projects coming and they are going to be very exciting and i'm hoping to see them into fruition in like the next year or two they're big projects obviously um so yeah i'm not gonna utter them i don't want to jinx it Mm -hmm. but uh i do have a lot of really big projects going on and like as always like i have a cut the on the constant ongoing project that is patreon and our podcast that I'm very proud of. <laughs> okay, so people are going to go sign up on Patreon. This is just a, this is a fun question. What's your number one tier you recommend to them? Oh, library tier for sure. Um, we actually, our Patreon has got like a really like expansive, um, I don't know, monetary range. Uh-huh. Um, that way, you know, people who, you know, are all different ranges can get something out of it really good. I'm really, really proud of our Patreon. We have anything from just listening to the part two of the Patreon at $5 a month, all the way up to $100 a month, getting a spell box, getting a discord, getting one-on-one mentorship from me and Maria. Like, it's all over the place. So, <laughs> um, but the library tier, you get the part two of our Patreon, you get, or podcast, you get um, articles, monthly articles, you get spell of the month, everything. Like you, you get a whole bunch. And then moving up there, it's the monthly box. It's the discord. I'm really proud of it. <laughs> I, it's something I, we've worked really hard on <laughs> that's a lot of work people for anyone that doesn't know i'll just attest on robin's behalf setting up those things making something you're proud of it is a lot and it sounds yeah. absolutely gorgeous like that's our discord community is like probably the thing i'm most proud of they're all so amazing every single discord member is so amazing they're just so they all want to help each other so much do you know what i mean and we've got like book club in there and we've got monthly rituals we do together in the discord and it's just I, i'm honestly the discord i am just so proud of all of them i've watched so many of them grow into their practice over the last few years and it, it, i feel like their mother <laughs> i'm just so proud of all of them that's so good that's like the, well, that's the dream right there as well you get to see yeah. people thrive on your like what you put out there and that's where you started yeah. talking about this when we talked about the 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 love of putting a piece of content out real yeah. creation not for the sake of an algorithm but for the sake of you know it changing people and becoming a part of their foundation yeah it's just it's something i'm really really proud of i'm so proud of all of them um it just yeah it's really been something special to get to make and like my partner my in in all of it is incredible and it's just it's something i'm super proud of and i don't know i have a lot of there's a lot of love in it Well, everyone out there, the best place to correct me if I'm wrong, but I want to say the best place to go and find all of your work is going to be tiredwitch.com oh, yeah. forward slash find oh, yeah. me. You got one of those find me yep. set up. Boom. Mm-hmm. All the information. And that's got every single place that I'm at. And if it's not on there, they're scamming you. That's a scammer. And they're scamming you. I'm never going to be AA tired witch. I am never going to be Robin Valen tired. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Oh, I have so many scammers. It's like awful. I see. It's good. I'm drowning. It's okay. Robin's fine, everyone. Do do, do send help. I'm though, good Instagram. and fine, actually. I've never been better. So 
thriving robin this has been so much fun i've had an absolute blast chatting with you i'm so glad we did it um the door is open we're gonna make this happen again chat everyone out there watching uh please please go follow robin like she said lots of projects coming up on the horizon that aren't being talked about yet so get it's all the more reason to make sure you're following instagram tiktok twitter uh youtube where anything else you need them to hit up everywhere everywhere literally oh just have really realistic expectations just for my twitter and my tiktok put a tired witch okay. into every platform search engine oh. and just follow everywhere oh <laughs> twitter is such an cesspool <laughs> oh just have realistic expectations for those platforms guys so, the bar is on the floor lots of love <laughs> we want your love <laughs> it's a time to be out there creating <laughs> stuff <laughs> okay robin oh, let's get out of here for tonight let's yes. wrap this fun mess up we've had such a thank fun time thank you so much for having me absolute it's been such a blast. blast chat i'm gonna catch up with you all in just a second i uh will get ready to head out of here robin thank you again and we will catch you next time everyone listening at home stay safe out there Bye-bye. Awesome. So good. So good, Robin. Thank you. That was so much fun. I had such a blast. Same here. This is going to go up about to uh, Wednesday, Thursday of this week. Just a heads up. Okay. So uh, okay. that'll just go up on Chaos and Shadow on Spotify and all the rest. And I'll make sure to get a tweet up going and, and all that happy stuff. But seriously, the uh, door is wide open. I love yeah, that. Yeah, no, absolutely. I So I'm moving to England yes. next week. We didn't talk um, about yeah, Sorry. I uh, no, no, you're it's fine. Um, I'm moving to England next week, and so I'm obviously gonna be on a different time zone, absolutely. Um, but you're on the east coast, yeah. So, me that and UK time is not a big deal, plus, yeah, I'm it's a not a big deal. Night out man and can make anything work, so <laughs> so yeah, uh, I definitely am down. Um, Excellent. give me at least a month to get my yeah, shit started. Oh, not even uh, a worry. <laughs> I totally uh, but yeah I'm totally down this is a blast yes so thank you for having me thank you so much so so much have a very safe move and I'll catch up with you afterwards thank you okay, bye bye